Warning, the following views will be extremely offensive. You will hear foul language, sexual innuendos, and jokes in poor taste. Viewer discretion is advised. I got blisters on my fingers! We'll do it live! Yeah, just like every other weekend, we're doing it live. F it is Bill, or yeah, fuck it, as Donald Trump says. Um, I'm Eldonzo. I'm Dees. And we're just going to start right out of the gate with addressing this one. We lost Eddie Van Halen this week. Of course, the uh, influential lead guitarist of the band Van Halen. He lost his battle with cancer. Uh, he's been battling that since, I think, at least 2000. Started with a tongue cancer. Yeah, it's been a while. I, I want to say 15 to 20 years. At, at one point, he lost. I think they had to cut out like a quarter of his tongue. Third. Was he lost a third, a third of yeah. his tongue. Uh, then it came back. They cut out a little bit more, I think. Uh, and eventually, it uh, it went away. He was in remission for the past five years. I guess he's been going back and forth to Germany for radiation treatments. Hmm. Uh, I guess it went into his lungs, and then it spread from there and got into his other organs, yeah. stage four, and into his brain. And so it was a pretty, if you're into music, even if you're not into music, Van Halen was probably a big part of your life if you're approaching middle age or in it. Yeah, I, I talked about this on, on my show this week too. And I was, obviously everybody that knows me knows I'm a huge Kiss fan. And I started being a Kiss fan very, very young. But a big part of the reason for that was because of the marketing genius that Kiss was right. with the toys and the little guitars and things. And they look cool. Um, my brother, who's six years older than me, was into the music and had the album. So that's kind of where, you know, hey, this, right. is, this is neat. But then the MTV generation came, and I, I can honestly say that it was hot for teacher. Right. Not right. only because the video was what it was. What young man wouldn't love that video? Right. I mean, I was only like Halen nine or ten at the time. Probably nine. I don't know. But uh, but the, it, it him playing the guitar on Hot for Teacher is where I really started to appreciate rock music. Right. And and so, yeah. And I've always liked Van Halen. And it's one of those things where now you sit back and you think and then you really appreciate what, what he did. He... He came, he, he came up with new ways to play the instrument. Oh, absolutely. That people That's, had never even thought of before. And the story behind it's really cool. And how he came up with these different techniques was he was poor. He had a junk guitar, and he Frankensteined it, which means he went around and got parts from everywhere mm -hmm. and just made this thing work. And It was he, called the Frankenstrat. The Frankenstrat, exactly. And he, like I said, didn't have money to buy wah-wah pedals, so he had to figure out how to make his guitar do it mm -hmm. and take bits and pieces and put it together and experiment. And he was, he never read music. Nope. He was self-taught. Did you know he started out as a drummer? Yes. He actually started out as a drummer between him and his brother. His brother, his got brother a guitar. played guitar. He played the drums. And then one day they switched just to dick around. And he's like, uh, no, that the story actually is. And yeah, they were probably just messing around with each right. other's, but Alex got on his drum kit and played the, the solo to uh wipe out. And, yeah, and basically, that's the exact story. Yep. Eddie was like, uh, yeah, you go ahead and you keep you that stick with the drums. I'll figure I'll this start out. this guitar thing. So, yeah, he did a lot of things. Very influential. Well, which, you know, something else is he was very influential to the older musicians before him as well. Yeah. I Tony Iommi from Black Sabbath, when they went on tour, uh, Eddie Van Halen was a huge Sabbath fan. 
He was a bigger Clapton fan. That's, yeah, he was. that's where he got started. He was, was, but he was still a huge Sabbath yeah. fan and knew almost all the Sabbath songs. And he'd play those and he'd play Clapton and Cream. He was a big fan of as well. Uh, Tony Iommi, I guess that Eddie Van Halen was playing a song. And I think the story goes, Tony Iommi watched him playing one of the songs and it's like, well, that's not quite the way you play it. And, uh, he, and Eddie Van Halen goes, well, I just, I can't play it like you do. He goes, that's all right. Cause I can't play like you can. <laughs> right. So it was one of those things and they became good friends after the 78 or 79 tour. I think they embarked on yeah, the, Black Sabbath. the whole tapping thing, which I mean, it, nobody knew what the hell it was called back then, but I guess he had seen the, uh, Genesis guitar player, um, Steve Hackett. Yeah, used to do it before anybody knew what the hell it was, and Eddie kind of took that along with what Jimmy Page would do with the hanging notes one-handed, and and yep. combined the two to make the sound that that he made, and it literally changed rock and roll. You go back and you you listen to the the hard rock of the seventies, late sixties through the the early seventies with. Zeppelin and and even Cream and even early Kiss. I mean, yeah, it sounded great. But then when Eddie came along in what seventy eight, when they blew up, started to blow up. Yeah, well, that's when their debut album came out and they had the one. the yep. wailing guitar and the whammy bar and all that stuff. And then now go and listen to all the eighties hair metal. That's Eddie. Yeah, I he mean, paved that is the way heavy. For it. You, he, he paved the way for yeah. it. And you're talking about Kiss. Kiss actually tried to get Van Halen off the ground first. Gene, yeah, the story. Gene Simmons. The story is Gene, yep. Gene Simmons saw him in a club in L.A. and basically signed them to an exclusive deal under his um, Thousand Faces label. Um, he took them to the band and to their then manager, Bill Coyne, and said, hey, these guys are the next big thing. Yep. And nobody else bought it. So Gene was like, Okay, I'm going to tear up your contract, but I believe in you. Go out and do it. Two weeks later, Van Halen was signed to Warner Brothers. and Well, the manager didn't want to take him up. Didn't yeah, Bill Coyne. Yeah, Bill Coyne didn't think they'd be anything. Yeah. He, and what a mistake because that was. Because, in fairness, they had been on the L.A. scene for seven years or so, and nobody had signed them. I think they started... It was like 72 when they, they formed the band, and then I think, right. I think Dave joined a little later than that. I think '74 is when, yeah, when and, they really started playing a lot, right? And did their covers, but they were huge on the LA scene. But nobody, you know, they nobody believed in them, including well, the guy that managed at the time the biggest rock and roll band in, in the world, really. Yeah, and you got to remember at that point too, they were playing covers. Yeah, they were playing predominantly covers. Yeah, um, but Eddie Van Halen's style was so different, and people are afraid of shit that they don't understand. Right. And if you're a musician or a music fan back in the early 70s, and you see this little kid come out here and start doing what he was doing, it would be odd. Oh, for sure. It would be I odd. Mean, so. Yeah, what, that, what he could do on a guitar was just amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we lost Eddie Van Halen this week. He was 65 years old, of course. I think everybody knew he was going downhill. That wasn't... It yeah. was a shock to note, but he was such a private person, kept everything, kept his family to himself. And did you see the story on Sammy? Yeah, Sammy and him were actually they were, talking. Yeah, they had patched things up. Um, but you, that was it. They know. patched things up. They weren't talking about it. Yeah, and, and that's or, why they never talked about the fact that they were talking. Because, because Eddie didn't want it to seem like there was going to be Right, they didn't want the rumors, and, and Sammy um, even told Howard through a letter. because Howard did, Stern. Yeah, he didn't yeah. want to... Uh, actually get on the air because he was pretty upset, but he said that they had been texting for several months 
And then the last month or so, he got nothing. And then just last week, he tried to reach out again and got no response. And that's when Sammy said, he goes, it's, I, I knew it was just a matter of time. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the sad thing about this, it's, it's all sad. Don't get me wrong. But this is kind of like a lesson that I think people can learn from. Say, okay, so Eddie Van Halen was an asshole. We know that for most of his life, especially when he was drinking. Yeah. He was out of control. He treated people like crap within the band. Yeah. There was infighting. But he cleaned his stuff up. I mean, since 2008, he'd been sober. Yeah, at 60 years old when they were just starting that reunion with Dave, he actually looked better health-wise than he ever did while he was playing. Let's see, the reunion started in 2007. Well, but they did a big world tour in 2015. They, oh, that they one, kicked yeah. it off yep, with I Kimmel. Um, but he looked really good he for, look, for a 60-year-old man. Teeth fixed. He had gained a little bit of weight. Yeah, he wasn't he, skinny as a rip. Because he yep. was looking bad there for a while. He looked bad all basically from about 89 to yeah, 2000 until he, he got clean. Yeah, he was rough, man. He, was doing, he would drink vodka and snort Coke all night. That, that was his regimen. I mean, but anyway, it obviously caught up with him. He stopped doing it. Breakfast still of got Champions. Cancer. Yeah, Breakfast of Champions. That's what Dees and I have every morning before we start this show. Um, But anyway, I think the lesson to be learned here is, you know, it'd have to be pretty bad what somebody would do to you in your life to never want to, if you have a history with them, at least try to patch it up. Right. And I think it's good that Sammy Hagar and him patched it up. So that's something that was never left wandered. You know what I mean? Between, you know, not between them because Eddie's dead now, but uh, at least... Sammy Hagar knows that he patched it up with him in the, the, the funny thing, like people, the diehard Dave fans used to always rip on Sammy and Van Hagar and blah, blah, blah. Well, by the time it was all said and done, Sammy was with Eddie in the band longer than Dave was. Oh, they had more hits too. Yeah. They had now, and I'll say this. I am a Van Halen with David Lee Roth fan. I'm not saying I'm not a fan of him with Sammy Hagar. I, I but would if say I said, preferred, I prefer David Lee Roth because you, you always want to, it's, it's like Bon Scott and Brian Johnson, okay? I prefer the Bon Scott era. If you if I had to listen to one era of ACDC, it'd right. be Bon Scott era. But I'm not knocking Brian Johnson. I mean, he took that oh, yeah. in a completely different direction. Perfect. I mean, there's your two prime examples right there of two bands that were huge, lost their lead singer, and and went and on. bigger yeah. with the and, second one. Yeah. I agree. And, and can you name another band that did that? I, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Well, I'll tell you what, I can I can think of one that came. I mean pretty Genesis, damn close. but Genesis wasn't huge when they had Peter Gabriel. No, and I'm you know, talking about and I could talk about Genesis all day because yeah. I love Je- I wouldn't say I love just I really like Genesis with uh Phil Collins. Yo, I did me I, too. I've tried to listen to Genesis with Peter Gabriel. Uh, it's not No. It and, and land lies down on on Broadway. It's, that it's goes more to thing. my point that, you know, the the original singer they were mega rock stars, right. and then they, they switched singers, and they still were mega rock stars. I would stars. have to say the, the one that came the closest was Black Sabbath when they took on Ronnie James Dio. Yeah, They're but out, no. But, but, but wait. They're, on a worldwide level, though, they were nowhere near what ACDC and Van No, Halen but was. They're, they're, they're the next closest, in my opinion. Yeah, probably, yeah. Okay, because you got to remember when, when Black Sabbath was going downhill before Never Say Die, that album was pretty panned. I yeah. mean, they don't even like the album, okay? Um, but when they brought on Ronnie James Dio, that elevated them 
and revive them. And yeah. people went there. People wanted to see that. They were skeptical, but they saw Dio singing it. He had a different sound. He put them in a different direction. He updated them. Right. And that's that's what they but again, did at the he, time. He still he didn't last, though, the way Brian Johnson did and, and Sammy Oh, I did. agree. I agree. He didn't yeah. last, but he was a proper replacement. And then they brought Ian Gillen in from Deep Purple. Did yeah. you know that? I Yeah, but, I mean, I think it was so insignificant that, I mean, did they even have any... I know they never really had like a chart hit or anything, but no, they didn't, but they did have born again. And I have that album and it's cool. It's not black Sabbath, but it's cool. Right. But if you ever get a chance to check out what's called the Gillen tapes, cause he did a tour with them and there's a lot of funny stories. It's a lot of spinal tap stuff right. and spinal tap got a lot of things from that tour, but you can check out the bootleg tapes. And I got to say Ian Gillen's rendition of Black Sabbath, the song, with his screaming and his howling over it is absolutely creepy. Hmm. It's you got to check that out sometime. But anyway, well, r- one more thing back to the whole Kiss connection. Did you know that Eddie wanted to play guitar for Kiss? I had heard that when I can't remember the exact year, but it was either when Ace was leaving or when Vinnie Vincent was leaving, and they had um, uh, da, 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 the guy that got arthritis in his hands i can't remember his name now but um eddie basically called gene and said hey i'm in and that was right coming up on the part where they broke up with dave god and i can't remember if it was before 1984 and they were he was just about finished or if it was when dave 85 was when dave right and so that's why i say i can't remember the exact timeline but Basically, he called Gene. Was like, "I want to be your guitarist." And Gene's like, "You're out of your mind, kid. Like, you're well, that, look." Gene Simmons isn't going to take it. You're like the either. greatest living guitar player right now that's active because you don't, you know, Kiss ain't for you. No, Kiss is Kiss is theatrics. They write good riffs. They write good songs. Yeah, uh, they're not bad but musicians. Eddie but they're was, not on. Eddie they're not was on too Eddie big. Van yeah, Eddie was too big for for Kiss for sure. It, well, that was like uh, Les Claypool auditioning for Metallica. Right. They're not going to take Les Claypool into Met- I mean, Metallica's in the same boat as Kiss. Uh, well, I when was th- that, though? That was, was it- when they, right before they brought Robert Trillo on, when they got rid of Jason Newstead. Okay, so at Les Claypool had been well-established. Oh, yeah, you know, okay. this was back in 2003, oh, okay. yeah, right, yeah, something like that. You know, another thing, too, uh, Eddie Van Halen played the lead on Michael Jackson's... Beat It. Beat It. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and there was another kind of pop song i can't remember what it was but um yeah so, i mean like i said super influential it's I mean, he's a god yeah he also played on black sabbath track too but he was uncredited as he was with beat it yeah because he didn't care he just wanted to play guitar and, yeah. and he did that so you know that people will argue over who the greatest guitar player of all time is and look i'm not gonna say that he was but he's definitely sitting at the table i mean I yeah. don't think you can deny that. No, absolutely it's, it's, not. It, again, it's a matter of personal style and, he and was, opinion. But. I'll say this. He was more influential, I think, than Jimi Hendrix. I would, Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I mean, would say. I mean, it's not a knock on Jimi Hendrix. No, Jimi was great, but you got we're talking fairly small sample size compared to what Eddie has done over 30-plus years. And you know what? Here's the thing with Eddie Van Halen. People that, people that cover or tribute his songs you know, his leads, which they, there's, there's people out there that can replicate him almost note for note, but oh, yeah. I still, I can still tell it's not Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. Yeah. It's always, I mean, he was one with his, he, it was just an extension. I think Howard Stern said it best. It was like a part of his body. Yep. 
Okay. And that's really what it was. So yeah, we lost Eddie Van Halen this week. Uh, actually there's a, there's a funny joke here. I went to Bass Pro with my brother and I thought, you know, I need to take the boys up here and I haven't spent time with the, much with the boys lately. And I texted my son. I said, Hey, why don't we go to Bass Pro next week and kill a couple hours, you know, have lunch, whatnot. And he goes, why do you want to spend time with us all of a sudden? Are you dying? This is through text. <laughs> and I about replied, yep, Eddie Van Halen's going to get a new drummer. Wow. <laughs> so anyway, we lost Eddie Van Halen. Moving on. We'll get into some news. And that concludes the happy part of the show. <laughs> yeah, we're going to try to keep it keep it pretty, uh, pretty <clears throat> straightforward. Uh, I was talking to Dees. We're going to bring this up. In case you guys didn't hear it, this was... Uh, Voter fraud just recently in Carrollton, Texas. The mayoral candidate, and I, I don't know if I'm butchering this, but his name was Zul Mirza. Sounds like a disease, Mirza. Mirza. We'll just call him Mirza Muhammad. Uh, was arrested and charged with over 100 counts of voter fraud on September 23rd. Uh, so September 23rd, the sheriff's de- department was notified of possible fraudulent activity. And upon investigating, turns out Muhammad had used a fake driver's license and a fake University of North Texas ID to obtain the P.O. box that he was caught in having the ballots delivered to. And they actually caught him because he was on surveillance at the post office. So he set up this bogus P.O. box for a nursing home, requested the ballots be delivered there. And he was actually taking them to another address and filling them out. When the cops came in, they found the ballots opened and halfway filled out. So Mm. he's going to jail for quite a bit of time, I believe. Well, unless Biden wins and he gets pardoned. Yeah, then he'll get get pardoned. (laughs) But, you know, the Heritage Foundation has found almost 1,300 proven instances of voter fraud. And it's odd to me that we can show people evidence of voter fraud, right? And then you still have people coming out and saying, well, that that's not true. This doesn't exist. It's like... Yeah, it, it it's exists. It's like Antifa's an ideology. And they it's existed exist. for a very long time. I mean, it's a blatant denial. So, you know, Trump will come out and say, voter fraud, voter fraud. And then CNN or MSNBC will portray it as Trump's false proclamation that there's voter fraud. Well, it's not false. It's actually happening. I mean, there's so many instances. So... That's just the latest voter fraud. I'm sure there'll be something else next week that we'll get to talk about. Yeah, and I mean, so far it's on a fairly small scale, but that we're and he, that we know about, and that's the thing that we know about. And I went down a rabbit hole before the show looking into this, and that's the one instance. And then you got these people coming out saying it's been done for years, which we know we know it has in Illinois. I looked up the Illinois voter fraud, and there was more voter fraud caught in Illinois up in Chicago. Believe it or not, they actually caught it. Mm. Uh, fraudulent voting, ineligible voting. You can go to the you can go to the Heritage Foundation and go state by state of all the times they've proven, caught, and prosecuted people for this. So that's quite a bit. And that's going back, I think, three years. All right. The people they've actually caught. Um, more fraud stuff. Did you hear the news about Hillary Clinton? Yeah. Uh, were you surprised no no me either I, <laughs> that's why i mean yeah it's uh nothing that woman does would surprise me um i i would like to see the actual hard evidence 
Well, it's I guess they say it's released. I, I tried looking, and all I could find was was the stuff that's all basically. You're looking at a sheet of paper with like seven words on it, and everything else has black lines through it. Well, I have to look for it, but and so this is what happened. John Ratcliffe has released the documents um, that prove Hillary Clinton created, paid for, and peddled the hoax that became Russian collusion. Uh, also, that CIA head John Brennan had briefed Barack Obama about this while it was happening, so the Obama administration didn't know about it. Now, the reason that I would believe that these documents are real and they're out there, even though we haven't found them yet, is because the left is already taken action to say that the only reason they released these was to help Trump out for the election. So what? they're acknowledging this exists. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> why, would they, why would they want to help him? Like, that's the... Well, John Ratcliffe, they're saying the reason that John Ratcliffe released these documents was just to try and help Trump for the election by showing him that Trump was Trump was oh, right. Was oh, wrong. oh, oh, I thought you were okay. saying that the left released them. No, to no, help Trump. no, I'm like, no, what? no, 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 no. If I came across like that, I'm sorry. And if I ever do that, just shoot me because I'm clearly out of my mind at that point. Yeah. Um, are they doing it to help Trump? Yeah. Do you, does he deserve it? This one? Yeah, he does. Because you got to remember, this has plagued his presidency for three and a half years. I mean, the fact that she paid for this, pulled it out of thin air, only because her email scandal was dogging her throughout the election, and that's that's why she did it. Right. So all this money spent on the Mueller investigation, and then it's... It just baffles me that people can even... If I was on the left, I wouldn't even talk about it. I wouldn't even bring it up. Well, you no. You know what I mean? Why, I mean? Yeah, why would you? I mean, I got a question. If Hillary Clinton had won and Donald Trump had done that to her, paid for fake information and disseminated it, do you think that the left would keep that in their pocket and not whip it out in election time if they found it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, look at it this way. It's like the Supreme Court thing. Right. Well, you... you President Trump shouldn't nominate anybody this close to the election. Well, what the hell would you people do? Yeah, and I love the memes on that when they say that, you know, this is unprecedented, blah, 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 and then there's literally like 20 examples. And like the only time that it didn't actually happen was Abe Lincoln, and she still made up a quote. What He, he never he said that made shit. Made it out of thin air. Yeah. And, and to get on with this. He did it, but he right. never said anything about it. He just... You know, and the scary thing... Is both Kamala Harris, Kamala, sorry, Kamala was a wrestler, right? Yeah. Okay. Kamala Harris, the hoe, mm-hmm. and Joe Biden, the Joe, Joe and the hoe. Have you seen these memes? Oh, it says yeah. Joe, and she's got her hands wrapped, and she's like, she's going down on the Joe. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, anyway, moving on. They have refused, flat out refused, to answer questions whether they would pack the Supreme Court, which tells me that's their plan to do it. Otherwise, they would have come out and said no. Problem is, if they come out and say no and then, staunchly and then, and then do, do it, it, they'd be like every other politician in the history of ever. Right. <clears throat> so they're not they're not going to say they're going to do it. No. This is scary. Here's the thing, and trust me, I believe uh, when it, that Donald so, Trump's personality can be toxic. Undeniable. You think? 
undeniable. That's the most frustrating part about him because if he wasn't such an egotistical asshole blowhard, this election would not be close. I agree. But he just keeps adding fuel to the fire and we it, got it's uh, a lot closer than it needs to be and he might even lose it. I don't think he will, but I don't think he will and if, and if he loses, he has one person to blame and that is himself. That's all I'm I would say. agree at that point because he has switched people off. I'm starting to see that now. A couple of people have been switched off. But the rallies and the support for him is so huge. And, you know, here's the thing. You go to look at the polls. The polls show him like it was in 2016. It's, it's I can't trust anything. Right. I mean, who knows what they want to portray this to look at. When you look at the polls, and, and I try to look for an answer to this too, they always pull heavy on Democrats. All right. Okay. So I did this. Why? What? What's the reason for that? Is this true? Turns out it is true. They pull heavy on the Democrats, and he's six, seven percentage points behind, and they got 18% more Democrats being pulled than Republicans. So I did my due diligence. I couldn't find any good piece written on this explaining why it happens. I found liberals and Democrats writing about it and trying to half-ass explain why they do it, but it was nothing... You know what I mean? Nothing that stood out. It was just kind of like an excuse for the the polling companies. I mean, if I have a theory, and and this, I'm literally just pulling this right out of the just old sphincter. Right? Yeah, it maybe it has something to do with I don't know. Maybe they do these polls in larger cities. Which are typically Democratic controlled. Yeah, but what's their excuse for allowing that much of a spread? Oh, I mean, I mean, how do you expect if you if you pulled? There's no rules. I mean, oh no, I agree. Yeah. But if you pull 68 percent Democrats and then 32 uh, percent Republicans, I mean, what, what, gee, I wonder what the polls going to. You know, come out if he's like. only eight points down, it doesn't look too bad, right? Um, even Zogby, Zogby's got him at 51 percent approval rating. I don't even know if I believe that. I don't know if it's higher. I don't know if it's lower. I don't know what to think. It's just so odd. And after 2016, I don't have a lot of faith in polls. Let's just put it that way. Well, I never really have. I mean, I mean, that used to be, you know, polls are a snapshot in time. It's a snapshot in time. It it doesn't predict what's going to happen two months from now. Mm -hmm. I don't even think it's a snapshot in time. I mean, if it's a snapshot in time, it's one of those old cameras from the 1800s where the dude has to put the shit over his head, right? you know, and then everybody has to stand still for five minutes while it develops. <laughs> if it's a snapshot in time, it's that kind of snapshot in time. What really bothers me the most, and it's, you know, we're going to get into something about Kamala Harris and fracking, the lies that went on with that when we talk about the Pence debate, the Pence-Harris debate. This Supreme Court thing, if they pack it, we're done. Everybody's done. Not just conservatives. Libertarians are done. Yeah. Green Party's done. Everybody's done. It uh, goes straight to them. Once uh, Barrett is confirmed, what does that bring the number to? I believe that brings it to six conservative judges. Well, I wouldn't say six conservative. Six judges on the right and then three on the left, I believe. So that would mean that they would have to add four more seats uh, their idea, their, their ideal number would be sixteen altogether. I've, I've heard you, sixteen. I've heard pushing it up to sixteen judges. Yeah, but th- why would you? So you're going to put in what seven more Democrats? Oh, they would. Yeah, yeah. Wow. 
and then make DC and Puerto Rico their own states so they get more senators. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be a bad deal. They will persecute us. I'm telling you right now. And even AOC came out with that. You're not going back to brunch statement. I don't know if you caught that or not. No. Boy, they are pissed off at anybody that didn't vote for Hillary Clinton. Anybody that doesn't vote for them, they're coming after them. They will make sure that anybody close to Donald Trump or anybody that gives zero shits does not get elected next time on the right side of the uh, political platform. Yeah. So that's why it's imperative. I hope he wins. Go Hey, if you're middle of the road or if you're swaying right, or if you're libertarian, please just suck it up and go out and vote for him. Because if they win, it's going to be bad for everybody. Yeah. I mean, it's just, unfortunately, that's the way it is. And I've never said that before about a political race. I mean, I've no, no race for anything, especially presidential. Have I ever tried to convince, like actively convince independents and libertarians? Because I, I got no way to do it. It's like, well, you're going to vote for whoever you want to vote for. You know what I mean? And see, and, and this all goes back to what I've been saying from day one is that with Trump's ego and, and mannerisms and things of this nature, those people that are on the fence, he makes it really hard. I agree. To I, like I, agree. I agree. I mean, yeah, I can't argue with that, but you got to look at what he's done. It's not a popularity contest. I understand for those people yeah. that do it differently though, but you got to look at what he's done. He's, but you know how many people the out there don't sit down and educate themselves? I know, and we've talked about that and, before. And they just basically, it's what they see on TV. And wow, this guy is an egotistical prick. I don't want him to be my president. Yeah. No, and I know. a lot of people are going to vote just because of that. I know. I know. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully it doesn't happen. But, you know, I'm still going to, like I said, uh, short of being caught snorting coke off a gay stripper's butt, while he's abusing animals, I think I still vote for him because what we're looking at with Biden and Harris is really, really bad. Yeah. So it's it's a shit show. But at least we, now we know where your line is. <laughs> and it's not on a gay stripper's ass. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> See what I did? Yes, there? I do. Did you like very that? very did you nice. Like that? Yes, yes. So uh, so anyway, yeah, this Hillary Clinton thing. I think hopefully that blows up. I. And the reason I find this is pertinent, the left's going to try to play it down, but the reason I find this is pertinent is Trump, for three and a half years, said, this is all a hoax, this is all a hoax. And then you had Schiff and all these other guys coming out and saying, well, this is not, we have, in, we have blah, 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 we have irrefutable evidence. And it turns out they were lying their asses off the whole time. You know what? If the Mueller probe didn't happen and this BS investigation, that would have saved a lot of time and a lot of money for the United States. Right. And it would have allowed Trump a level playing field to go out there and do his job. I'm amazed he got done what he got done with all this stuff. Oh, going me on, too. To be honest with you. And again, look, if, if he wins and they don't flip the House or, God forbid, they do flip the Senate, we got four more years of this bullshit where nothing is going to get done because it's just going to be. Here's 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 where I'm back and forth on. If Trump wins, this world is going to our world, United States is going to flip. We meet all the criteria for societal collapse right now. No, oh, yeah. Every single piece. We we're, should we're in it. I mean, no, we're <laughs> we're in it. It's happening. Now, if Trump wins, it's going to be I would say almost overnight the rioting, 
because the left has already determined that they're not going to allow him to stay in the white, no matter what happens. Yeah. Okay. Then all their followers, Antifa, BLM, all these rioters are going to go into full force. They're going to come after us. Yeah. No, Look at I the totally mentality agree. right now. Now, here's the thing. If Biden wins, that's not going to happen right away. There's still going to be this happening. There's still going to be riots. They're still going to escalate it, but it's going to be a slow death because Biden's not going to do much. I don't predict if he gets elected. I don't think he's going to really go out of the gate and start changing stuff. Now, Nancy Pelosi's talking about the 25th Amendment. Yeah. I think they're talking about the 25th Amendment to get ready to get Biden out of there. I do, too. They know they're not going to get Trump out of there. They can't get Trump out of there. It's it's not even close. In a matter of days. I mean... No, I mean, it's not even close. No. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen if he gets reelected. They're not going to get him out no, of there. That's They're the, preparing to yep. knock down Biden. As soon as I saw that that was happening and people were talking they, about they, they're getting about rid Trump. of Trump, I'm like, no, they're that's not, not what no. this is no, for. No, 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 Bobo. Yeah. They are not doing that. They're preparing. I mean, at, at, I would say I'm more leaning towards your, uh, your wager where I said he wouldn't last four years and he won't he last one. Last, he may yeah. not. He may not last four weeks in there. You never know. He's yeah. had two aneurysms. They know what they're in for. They've been scared shitless of this. Yeah, from the get go. Okay, so I definitely think that 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 they're doing it just for that reason. So the reason I say it'll be a slow death is they'll get Biden out of there. Then Harris will start shoving through legislation with the left to take our guns to make certain things hate crimes. Okay. Yeah. And push this. I'm sorry. I know there's racism in the country, but the systemic racism they talk about is not there. It is not there. No, it's, I mean, it's, this is something they push. I saw a meme on Facebook that really pissed me off. There was a gal and another gal sitting there and one gal goes, you know, we can agree to disagree. And the other one goes maybe about the toppings on our pizza, but not racism. This just is just, you don't agree. You're racist, racist, racist. It's just, I, I can't stand it. And it's just going to explode once he's, if these assholes get into the White House, man, it's going to be terrible. Yeah. You know, let's tell you what, uh, let's do this real quick. Like I, I stand by my previous statement. We're fucked either way. Yeah. Did you <laughs> just say it's going to be lube if, if we get Trump? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, it, uh, that slow push. <laughs> Potentially. So, uh, speaking of Trump, did you, you didn't, you don't, I know you don't listen, listen to Rush Limbaugh, but he did, he did a big tele, uh, a big radio rally on Rush Limbaugh's show. And he, uh, he said a naughty word and we're going to listen to that right now. Let's see if this is coming up here. You got to unmute the track there, chief. Oh, oh yeah. I did do that. Didn't I? Let Mm -hmm. me zoom in here. You know what? We're professionals, folks. We are professionals. We do this all the time. We screw this up all the time, and it's coming up now. Right. And Iran knows that, and they've been put on notice. If you fuck around with us, if you do something bad to us, <laughs> we are going to do things to you that have never been done before. Ooh. You know what? I'm not surprised by that. That doesn't bother me. Right. It, no. It, it doesn't, because look at how many times CNN says shit now. I mean. The only thing, he needs to take that out of his vocabulary. Like never before. <laughs> oh, yeah, he I agree. He says it every time. He, you're going to see change like you've never seen before. You're going to see progress like like you've never seen before. Like, 
Right, you want him to take like you've never seen before out of his vocabulary. Yeah, I get yeah, you. Yeah, not I, fuck. I'm with you on that too. But I'm here, all about that. Here's here's another one though. This is hot, Mike. Yeah, right. A what? Oh fuck. <laughs> that that was before one of his coronavirus briefings. And you know what? Since we're on on him uh, saying naughty words, I'm going to pull up another one here. That I thought was funny. This was from the roast. Do you remember the roast they did with him? Oh yeah. Remember when everybody was his friend and everybody liked him and everybody got along and they could all joke and shit. Yeah. A piece of advice, my greasy friend. (laughs) You don't need to put all of that product in your hair. You just don't. He's talking to the situation. Look how great my hair looks, uh, and I don't use anything. And it looks very good. What's the difference? between a wet raccoon and Donald J. Trump's hair. This is great. A wet raccoon doesn't have seven billion fucking dollars in the bank. Very. So, you know, for anybody who says, you know, he wasn't a fun guy, you couldn't, you couldn't take jabs at himself, he couldn't, he could. It's just the politics have completely skewered it. I mean, that was back when everybody liked him. Yeah, for, I mean, for the most part, I think some of that was because, look, they're trying to draw ratings, but it's oh, it's funny that Comedy Central, you know, they sold advertising. Made, they made a lot of money off of that roast. It was very popular. I like what he said. And about- now, if you turn on Comedy Central, that it's, I mean, like the Daily Show is literally, it's not the Daily Show it's anymore. It's just running to the ground. It's a 30-minute anti-Trump infomercial. You know, do you, my favorite one. Trevor that. Noah is the worst goddamn thing to ever happen to. Late night television. Yeah, they went from being, you know, it's like Saturday Night Live, too. I actually tried to watch Saturday Night Live. Bill Burr was hysterical. I didn't last see night. Bill Burr. I just can't do it. It's just too, it's just, God, go be funny. It's go, gotten bad, how about, but. How about Bob and Tom? Bob and Tom still have their ratings. Okay. Yeah. Bob and Tom are still funny and they really don't touch politics. No, not really. I mean, you turn in, you want to you hear that. Uh, the best one from that roast was Lisa Lampanelli. He said, Lisa Lampanelli is like the universe. She's always expanding, and she's full of black matter. <laughs> and that was funny. Everybody yeah. laughed, you know? God, if you say shit like that now, you're going to be tart and feathered. Oh, she could, I don't think she could be on the roast anymore. Why not? Because of that. Oh, I, I mean, see. And that's half her routine. Although, yeah, is, I don't even think she does comedy anymore, to be honest with you. Yeah, what was that one guy that said so-and-so's, Charlie Sheen's had as many blackouts as Lisa Lampanelli's had black-ins? Yeah. <laughs> that may have been Bill Burr, actually. No, he wasn't on the roast. Might have been Greg. No, Greg Geraldo, I think, was... I don't think he, he was... might have been dead by then. It, I don't know. It wasn't Bill Burr. Bill Burr wasn't For on For some the reason, roast. I thought Bill Burr was on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, and, and now... The, now what's come out, because so, he said he dropped the F-bomb on Limbaugh's show, and of course he's taken dexamethasone, which is, or he was taking it, they say he's off his meds now, um, just like Joe Biden off his meds. Different kind of meds. Come on. Yeah. What, what am I? Stop no, me. I'm hey, I tell you, Stop out. me if I'm too fast for it. No, I'm deep. spacing out. My bad. Um, now they're saying that he said that because he's angry, because he's got roid rage. He's not... T- Jesus, he's not taking enough steroids to be rageful. And, and, no, and that's not that's, rage. I mean, the, that's not, they're trying to say he's mentally unstable now because of the steroids. So, are you out of your fucking mind? Yeah, that's, he's just talking like anybody else I've ever heard. I mean, you know, uh, he wasn't, I mean, if you listen to it, he's not losing his shit about anything. No. 
Oh, what was the other I one? want a president in there dropping F-bombs, to be honest with you. Because right now, the way the, this country is right now, it deserves a few fucks, if you know what I mean. Like, I do. So you know what we got to do on the next show? We got to do that uh, that song, Fuck Your Fucking Feelings. Yeah. Have, we, 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 you know what we're going to do? We're going to play the whole thing on the next yep. show. Lee Guest is her name. What a, and she's cute. Too. Yeah. She's a cute young lady. But she nails it, though, with the Fuck Your Fucking Feelings. Um, okay. So... Harris Pence debate. Your takeaways. Uh, it was look, it wasn't quite the shit show that we got with with Trump and Biden. Um, both of them uh dodged questions the way you would expect politicians to do. Um I would say Pence, in my opinion, probably came away looking a little better just I would for say so. just for the facial reactions and and just the snarky C word. Oh, she was a bitch. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just watching. If I was deaf watching that debate, I would come away not liking Kamala Harris. Well, you know, here's the other thing too. She, she, once again, look, they, they both deny that they're going to ban fracking. And Harris has been a proponent of banning fracking in this mm-hmm. green new deal bullshit. Yep. And you know what? Biden comes out, in the first debate, see, I got my own plan. I got my own deal, not the Green New Deal, or I'm paraphrasing exactly what he said. But the Green New Deal is in his policy. It's yeah. You go look at it right now. So we're going to play, we're going to grab this real quick. So this is going to be Kamala Harris. Her quote when she's asked about the fracking, when she's going back with Biden about this. And she blatantly lies. This is a lie. Here it goes. President, Joe Biden will not ban fracking. That is a fact. That is a fact. But that flies in the face of what Biden's saying in adopting the Green New Deal. Now, we've heard a lot. We were talking about sound bites. This is one I grabbed of him talking about it, and it's coming up real quick. And I promise I won't bone it up like I did Kamala Harris's, <laughs> which is bad. No more, no new fracking. No more, no new fracking. It's. I don't think he knows what he's saying is a problem. I no. don't think. I don't think he knows where he's at, and I don't think he knows if he's going to ban fracking or not. I think he's just going by what they tell him to say on any given day. Or what yeah, they get I, that's what I was just going to say. Was is he? He's obviously he doesn't know because there. they haven't told him yet. I mean, he's kowtowing to Bernie Sanders, and they were hard against fracking and talking about that shit until it came time to you know go uh, go to Pennsylvania. Yeah, and then that's when they change your tune about it. You know, the I sh- I stopped about halfway through. I was falling asleep. I had a couple beers. Um, I didn't get to see the fly thing, but <laughs> but but the, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, you know, here's something else. The the two biggest things is the fracking. That's one, and then packing the Supreme court, Courts, court which packing, we talked yeah. about earlier, which they absolutely will not say if they're going to do it or not, which, like I said, obviously means they're going to do it yeah. because they will never, ever, ever let somebody get in there that exposes them the way the Trump administration does. And according to Joe Biden, the voters don't deserve to know whether or not he's going to pack the court. Doesn't that sound like something else? You have to pass it to see what's in it. Yeah. You remember that bullshit? Yeah. You know, one good thing that Trump, and we'll go back to it, one good thing that, that Trump's changed uh, you know, with the ACA is he got rid of the individual mandate. Yeah. And I think we talked about that on the last show. Yeah. $5,000. I'm still can paying it off. And when I called the IRS, Mine was six, $695 every year as a single, no, no kids. And when I called the IRS, they told me to go pound sand up my ass. 
that $695 was still only a fraction of what I would have paid for basically enough health care to go get a Band-Aid. Are you going to really trust people that are going to, when you don't have enough money to afford insurance, are you going to trust people that are going to fine you for not buying their insurance? Yeah, that's Through it's taxes? ridiculous. Look, in a perfect world, I would love free health care or truly affordable health care. If they can come up with a plan that would do that, I'm all for it. But Obamacare is not that plan. No, it's not anywhere close to it. They got a, they, the closest they've ever come to it is in Sweden. Yeah. But even Sweden, I mean, you're still paying for that. The, look, if they have universal health care and they, they're not going to follow the Swedish model, which is you're going to pay exorbitant taxes on everything. A car that's 20000 in the States is going to cost you 40000 Right. You know, they have the college paid for. They have health care paid for. But these people pay for it. That's what would have to happen. Here. Yeah. And they say, we're not going to charge anybody for it. And you know what? That, that wouldn't necessarily be so bad if it was good or great health care across the board for everyone. Not, you know. Right. Not, not these assholes that make. $800,000 a year who can afford top-notch health care compared to me who makes a fraction of that and literally I, can, I can't afford anything other than the bare minimum, which is basically not having anything at all. Well, so here's the problem. You're, you're being, a lot of people are potentially taxed, okay, for shit they're not going to use. Right. They lump it in. They're being taxed for shit they're not going to use. Maybe they're being taxed for stuff. If you go out and get private health insurance, you're still got to pay those taxes mm-hmm. to contribute. That's bullshit. Yeah. Here's the other thing. Your education college is paid for over in Sweden. Well, what if I don't want to go to college? You're still paying for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's here's a problem. That's not how America is founded. That's not the Constitution of America. That I mean, that's the opposite of it. So if there's a way to do it, but look at this Medicare, Medicaid. I mean, state run. We we used to be able to go to the state if we couldn't afford insurance. We didn't have the money for it. Mm-hmm. You used to be able to go to the state. You used to be able to get it. And even that's changed now. Yeah. State won't even give you insurance, will they? you got to no. go through the ACA now. Yeah. It's ruined everything. And if, and I can, from experience, when I was unemployed and I went through the ACA to get health care, guess what they put me on? Illinois Medicaid. You know, that's, it, you can't go straight to them anymore, though. You have to go through their, whatever the hell it's called. But yeah, it's, it's a joke. It really is. I'll say this much. Um, Trump is the administration so far has gone out there to look at buying drugs from other countries. He wants to open up the state borders so you can make it competitive to have health insurance. Yeah. So you're not just pounded into this little group that pretty much has a monopoly on everything like the drug companies have. Yeah. And, but the problem is the federal government made that monopoly even worse by doing ACA. Yeah. It's a nightmare, dude. So anyway, yeah, I took the court packing thing, you know, with Joe saying they don't deserve to know. Paraphrasing, right? Yeah. Bas- the, the same way as you'll have to pass it to see what's in basically it. Basically, the, re- you know, the reporter said verbatim, don't the voters deserve to know whether or not you're going to pack the courts? And his reply was, no, they don't. No, they don't. Yeah. No. See what happens. When they don't want to tell us anything. That's why I went back to the ACA. Right. Do I have to pass it to see what's in it? Kiss my ass, Nancy. What a bitch. 
What an old hag. <laughs> you know, it's getting close to Halloween. I wonder if she's going to, I wonder if we're going to see her outside her windows riding her broom. What do you think? I don't want to think of anything between her legs. Ooh. Hey, you, you know why witches wax their broomstick? To get a better grip. Uh-huh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say so they don't get splinters. But... <laughs> I wrote a song about an octopus. <laughs> talking about that earlier. Uh, oh, hey, did you hear about um, Jonathan Price? Nope. Jonathan Price in Wolf City, Texas was a black man killed by a white cop. It's not getting a lot of traction. Uh, I, yeah, not, I do remember hearing something about it. You'll have to refresh my memory. Uh, so a police officer was called to a gas station where there was an altercation. And this is per the Texas Rangers, and I could pull it up here. Yeah, real. what wasn't he trying to break up a domestic or something like you that? You know, that's, that's, that's what they're saying. Let me find this real quick. Okay. So... On, let's, get, let's get the date right here. See if I can even do that. So it would have been Thursday the 7th. Okay, so this is from ABC 13. Wolf City, Texas. Few people knew his real name, but in the short six months that Sean Lucas patrolled the tiny Texas community, he earned a reputation. Black residents of Wolf City, a town of 1,400 people, about 75, 70 miles north of Dallas, warned each other about the new cop and the harassing behavior a growing list of people had experienced over minor violations that would raise nary an eyebrow in the quiet community before Lucas arrived. Residents say the 22-year-old officer had been overly aggressive with his traffic enforcement and berated longtime black locals. At least one former resident who had moved out of town resisted visiting her parents within city limits just to avoid Lucas. Black men told, that's what it says, black men told the Post about antagonistic interactions with the officer after, mis- after being mistakenly arrested for public intoxication. Residents, both white and black, shared a Facebook post in August warning of another mean police officer stepping everywhere that moves at night. Stopping. Stopping everything, everything that moves, that moves at moves night. At night. Uh, so anyway, so this guy, Sean Lucas is being held on a murder charge at Collin County jail on $1 million bail after fatally shooting 31 year old Jonathan Price last Saturday. The officer's friends say the behavior described by residents and investigators is out of character for the man they know. His attorneys did not respond to requests for comment about the residents accounts. So what they're saying is friends of Jonathan Price are saying, Hey, this was not how this happened. Da, 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 da. He was a pillar of the community. Uh, yeah, you can tell by the way this reads, there's a buildup here, right? You can basically cut and paste that paragraph in just about every interview they ever do with anybody, like serial killers or whatever. Oh, well, he seemed like such a good, quiet boy. Meanwhile, he butchered 13, 12-year-olds and had sex with their corpse. He was a good boy. <laughs> so now I'll say this. So I did a little research into Jonathan Price, and this is, this is what happened. Uh, so Lucas was called to the scene. Jonathan Price comes up to shake his hand, puts his hand out to the cop and says, you doing good? You doing good? You doing good? At that point, Sean Lucas tells him from body cam footage, it's not released yet, but what they got from it is that Sean Lucas told him he thought he was drunk and was going to take him in and went to go restrain him. At that point, Lucas resist, or excuse me, at that point, Price resisted, pulled away and say, I can't be restrained. At that point, Lucas fired his taser and it didn't make good connection. 
And then they say Price is coming back towards Lucas and reaching out for him. At that point, Lucas drew his gun and shot him four times in the torso and killed him. Now, that's all I know is what they have gotten from the body cam. I haven't seen the body cam. We don't know yet, but he's been fired from the police department, and he is being charged with murder. Okay. So, do you know what I'm going to do now? Probably not. Well, I'm not going to go riot and burn shit oh, yeah, until yeah, yeah. I hear what's going on. Actually, see, when you read the when you when you read the initial reports, it sounds really, really bad. Uh, once again, the guy was trying to break up a fight. Said something about they tried to wrap me up um, while being tased. Price continued to walk towards Officer Lucas. Simmons wrote, "Price appeared to reach out and grab the end of Officer Lucas's taser." So many times have we seen stuff like this, right? And when this especially this, is, this year. Especially this year. This is awful. This is awful. It turns out to not be the cop's fault. This one from reading it, though, looks pretty bad, but we don't know yet. I'm just saying I'm surprised that this hasn't made its rounds. I'm surprised we haven't seen riots, protests over this. Right. But I will say say one thing in regards to the riots and the protests. They got evidence that the protests and then the riots are being fed money. They're being financed. Right. You got trust. No, they going. have to be. I mean, we've seen it. We've seen pallets of bricks just the pallets randomly bricks. dropped off. U-Haul showing up with signs, mm-hmm. with uh, riot gear, with all this other shit in it. I think after Kenosha, and a couple other people do too, that somebody has called this off for the most part. I, I could, think somebody said, "Stop! Wait! Wait till the election's over." Yeah, I could see that. I mean, they're like. Hey, uh, <laughs> That didn't go the way we planned. Exactly. Now they're starting to fight back. Stop for now. You're on hold. Yeah. Um, which that's the scariest thing because just protests and riots that we've seen over the years, last couple of days. Not people, only that, but do you know who's out of jail? Well, no. Who? Derek Chauvin. Oh yeah, he is. He yeah. did. They let him post let, bail. Let him yep, post. You're right. Yeah, he's out on bond, and I would have thought that as the second he walked out those doors that city would be on fire again it's not is it yeah i mean there are some protests going on and, but but it's but it's there nothing hasn't compared. i mean it's been church mouse compared to what it was before i mean this, this guy's such an evil murderer racist cop and now he's out i'm where, where's the outrage that right there my friend is why i'm scared the most because it's being set up, and the liberals are making excuses and shoving it under the rug. This mm-hmm. is what the liberals want. This isn't one of those things where something happens, like when Guns N' Roses didn't play their show back in 92, and they, what what was that, Toronto or someplace? Yeah, yeah, and they rioted and flipped a cop. That was just a result of an anxiety. Hell, okay? cities, I mean, they, they riot when their their team wins the championship and, and yeah, set they, streets they, and cars and shit on fire. They do stupid shit like that reactionary. But yeah, because I totally this agree. Is organized. Be, because we're getting close to the election, yeah, the, it's a bad look for the left. So, and again, you're going to see some protests and things of that nature. But as far as these massive displays of, of anger and, you know, looting and everything, yeah. That I would say that there's somebody at the top, i.e., probably George Soros. George Soros. I'm telling you, he is is saying I'm. You know, his his army of people that travel and and get everybody in an uprage or outrage. Yeah, they, they've called it off so that they don't have the bad look with the election right around the corner. George Soros, if he exists, is the devil himself. I, I could see that. 
Well, no, I can't because I'm atheist. But I said if he exists, yeah. if he exists, that's why I said. Yeah, that. See, you may. It, it, see, I'm there's try- a good case for it. See, I'm, 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 I'm trying to be empathetic to your views. So that's it's, why I said if he exists. Yeah, because you I give care. a shit. I do. I give a big shit. <laughs> I give a big shit about everybody. <clears throat> anyway. Everybody that's going to do something for me at some point, I give a shit about. Them. Anyway, <laughs> uh, last thing talking about the Rona. I've got a couple things to pull up with this. Do you have the local stats? Do you have like the overall uh, picture? Ho hum. I just I looked yesterday, and we're still on that same basic level line of about anywhere from fifteen to twenty five new cases a day. So we're about at the White House level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yep. What was it? Third? What they say? Like there are several countries that had less cases this week than the fucking White House. <laughs> well, you know, when you overreport and underreport, that's what you get. Yeah. Because I'm gonna tell you something. I've I went over this with a few people. If you Google, it's Google News. They've they've got this interactive COVID map up, and if you yeah Google COVID map world, this will come up, and it's done in blue. Okay, and D's you can see this right now. Mm-hmm. And if you look at all the countries, each country has a blue circle. And when you click on that circle, it tells you total cases and total deaths. Okay? So let's just start with the obvious here. United States of America. Total cases, 7,748,030 cases. Total cases right now, as of right now. Deaths, 214,000. Okay? We know that. I think everybody knows what's going on in the States with this. Let's go over to Russia. They got about... 1.2 1.2 million, 1.3 million, and they've only got 22,000 deaths. And have you ever heard what it's like living in Russia? I mean, it's well, a communist yeah, country. It's, yeah, it's, it's pretty it's, shitty. Yeah. I mean, everything's bad over there. And that look at the size of that. Ooh, that's a big country, isn't it? Yeah, but there's a lot of just wasteland in that big ass oh, country. Oh, I agree. Too. I agree. But they, they, a lot of people live like paupers over there. They yeah. don't have access to the healthcare, they don't have access to what we have over here. Let's take a look at mainland China. Mainland China, 91,000 cases, no data on the deaths. We know that's bullshit. Yeah. Okay? That has on, to be. On both counts. Because if China, if that's their real numbers, then that even more proves that they set this up. Mm-hmm. That they got ahead of this and they knew what they were doing. Which, as we've talked about before, I do believe 100% that China knowingly did this one way or another. Uh, at the very least, they've covered it up. At the very least, they've covered yeah. it up. So, now let's go to the place that I want to make the point about. India. Okay, which is a shithole. You can't argue with it. It's a shithole. They live on top of each other. They live close together. They're, there's no sanitation. The hygiene is horrible over there. They yeah. burn their garbage openly. They're be- Between India and China, are the, they're the two biggest polluters in the world. The two biggest. They don't give a shit about healthcare. They don't give a shit about the environment. India is at 7,053,806 cases and 108,000 deaths. India is doing better than the United States is doing. According to what's reported. According to what's reported. So one or two things are going on here. Either these countries are underreporting it in Europe, in Africa, where they got Libya, only 623 deaths. Why don't we just do what Libya's doing? You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. So either they're underreporting all this or we're overreporting it. I'm going to say we're overreporting this. I, I still go with both. I agree they're underreporting it. 
But I think the big problem is we are over-reporting it. Yeah, oh, because well, there's I mean, evidence we've for seen, Yeah, we've this. seen, I mean, like I said, we had the, the guy in Florida. They reported a COVID death. He died on a motorcycle wreck. We've seen cases where they're counting positives twice on the same person. We're seeing people reporting that they got notification of a positive test and they never took a damn test. So, yeah. Well, how about I, this? I Some... definitely think it's over-reporting, but... I mean, there's no question China is lying about those numbers. No. So, you know, this these billboards about, yeah, we're number one. I'm telling you, that's bullshit right there. Yeah. I, I don't believe this for an instance. I don't believe we're doing worse in India. I, I find it pretty hard to believe. So but, it's just one of those things. I've been showing this to a couple people. I mean, look at Brazil. Brazil's got 5 million total cases, 149,000 deaths. We're, we're, we're up there with Brazil. Yeah. You know, here's their thing, too. They were testing people for the longest time. They test positive for COVID. Two days later, they test them again. Still positive. Two days later, test them again. Still positive. And then maybe the fourth or fifth time, they're negative. Mm -hmm. They count all those positives. A lot of places have been, yes. Yes, a lot of places have been doing that. And they're openly admitted, admitting about, if you died with COVID, it's a COVID death, like you said about the motorcycle. No matter how it happens, they're going to count it as a COVID yeah, death. COVID-related. Uh, while we're on it, uh, I know you don't watch it, but... Did you see the South Park special? The the pandemic special? I did not, but I may have to watch it. Uh, one funny part of it was, okay, obviously the South Park is shut down because of the pandemic, and Cartman doesn't want to go back to school, and they force him to, and he's resisting. And because of the pandemic, teachers have basically said they're not going back to work. Well, because of the police brutality, they fired all the cops, and now all the cops are teachers. <laughs> so they're bringing, they bring Cartman in, kicking and screaming. He doesn't want to go, and he's getting all raged, and, and the cops draw their guns like, you need to stand down, stand down. And so then the cop, they start shooting it all over the class, and, of course, the, the kids all have uh, plexiglass in front of them, so the bullets are flying. <laughs> and then one bullet hits Token, the black kid, and the cop's like, got him. <laughs> and then fast forward to the uh they have a big uh, assembly and they're like we're, we're gonna quarantine all the kids you have to stay here at school due to covid we we had to send a kid to the hospital and stan one of the main characters is like uh we were here he's in the hospital because you shot him yes but because of covid your teachers aren't working and we're here so he's in the hospital due to covid and another <laughs> cop in the background goes it's covid related <laughs> but that's the truth that's where did we're you, at did you see the video of the gal being taken out of the bleachers yeah she wouldn't put a mask wouldn't, on outside yeah outside she's sitting with her, her mom or something or a friend they tased her yeah. they detained her and when the cops were walking away they don't have masks on yeah this is insanity man hey one good thing and i don't know if you saw this yet the best that you know what we needed this in 2020 d's we absolutely needed this um i i wish i could play it but this is what we've needed all along all this stuff that we've gone through in this country Okay, in, in the world. Mel Gibson's. Oh, my God, that time. is going to be awesome. Mel Gibson is going to make it worth our time with a movie called Fat Man. Yeah, that <laughs> I, I hope, you know, look, Mel's been kind of out there a few times in the in the last 15 years. Yeah, or he has. So. But if you if but you, I hope this is his big comeback. This is that big, looks did good. You watch the trailer, right? Yes. So Mel Gibson is Mel Santa. Gibson plays Santa Claus. And he gets, he's down on his luck and he gets recruited by the U S government. Uh, 
and and he's got a this kid gets a lump of coal. This is this is from the trailer. Looks like 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 a mafia kid. Yeah, it looks like some, a mafia some kid little and hires a hitman prick. to go kill Santa Claus. And the hitman is Walter Goggins. Yeah. Which is even better. You gotta watch this. This is this is the one thing that's gonna make 2020 worth it right now. Cause it's like the it's like the most what in the fuck is this? Yeah. You almost don't believe it. I had to research it. I'm like, this is a joke. This is one of those. No, it's yeah, it's a real thing. No, I, he, I think it's gonna be pretty good. Yeah. I'm yeah, looking forward to it. Even people that don't like Mel Gibson are gonna watch it. So that movie is Fat Man. So that may just be uh be the new Christmas movie, I think, every year. <laughs> that along with National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Die Hard. It's it's like John Wick and Rambo combined become Santa Claus. It's like you remember the movie Scrooge. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's like the opening of the movie Scrooge, where uh, uh what's his name? Uh, Bill Murray played the Million Dollar Man. Oh oh uh, I'm I'm I'm, I'm uh, Steve Austin, but yeah, but uh, Lee Majors. Lee Majors. It's like the opening where Lee Majors is going into the North Pole and he's being attacked and he's fighting them all. It's it's almost like that believable when you watch this trailer. It's yeah. like no, there's no way, but it looks cool. Yeah. It looks cool. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, I am too. D's, you got anything that you want to get out there in the open? No, I think we're good. Yeah, I think Re- we're good too. Rock in peace, Eddie. All right. Well, you know what? This wraps up another fabulous Sunday. I'm El Donzo. I'm D's, and we're out, baby. See. Ya. I bet Kamala Harris could suck a golf ball through a garden hose. Man, I swear to God she could.